the word faith. Our series title is the word what? Faith. Is that correct? What volume is that? Volume 2. Amen. It's about understanding the various shades of meanings of the word faith as used in the Bible. Praise the Lord. The various shades of meanings of the word faith as used in the Bible. And we have been dealing with this subject and we'll continue tonight. So tonight we're going to have message number two. Am I right? Hmm? Message what? Five? Oh, five, sorry. Five. Okay. Message number five. It says the word faith in the New Testament. Number nine. The word faith in the New Testament. Number nine. Is that okay? Are you ready? Huh? Let me ask you again. Has this word been blessing you? This particular subject? Huh? Okay. Is it making a difference in your life? Is it making a difference in your understanding of faith? Amen. Because, and that's why I'm teaching it, you know. Now you understand why that book on faith is thick. <laughs> because, I, to be honest with you, I dealt with every aspect of faith. It was supposed to be thicker than that. If I had included subjects like doubt, unbelief, which I did initially, but I said, no, I'm going to cut it. I removed it. It's a lot of work. I took those out. I took out doubt and unbelief. It will come under a different title. Praise the Lord. All right. So, so far, we have, what we have been dealing with is the fact that that singular word, faith, has many shades of meaning in the Bible. And each shade of meaning speaks of a different aspect of the totality of what that word conveys. Faith. Are you all following what I'm saying? Huh? And that part of the confusion and problem people have in understanding faith can be traced to the fact that people do not discriminate the different shades of meaning of that one word, faith. People don't relate with the nuances of that word. In other words, uh, uh, it, it could mean a different thing when used in one context from another context. And we have been trying to bring in all together. I don't want to go back in about what we said about this word in the Old Testament. The, the tape is there. I would suggest that even you meet a, a part of a message as part of a series, get the tape, enroll in the pod bean. That's how you're going to bless yourself. I mean, if you can go and buy movies or Netflix or whatever and sit down and watch, which many of you do, I don't see why you cannot walk up there. If you're really interested in anything, you invest in that thing. Is that true? Huh? So uh, I, I, I don't think I can afford to keep repeating. I'm very generous in, in reviewing what I've thought before. And many times people have complained, say, Pastor, we want to, the people that are regular, we want to go to the next level, which is true. I've been robbing them. And it's part of why we, we take a little more time. 
So if you can show interest, and that will encourage me and the, encourage the Holy Spirit, show interest and go and say, wow, what I heard today, let me go and hear what was said before. And it will help you to get the full message. Does anybody follow? Okay. So do yourself a favor. And so in the New Testament, we have also been looking at the shades of meaning. In the Old Testament, we have about two or three different shades of meaning of this world. In the New Testament, we have at least four shades of meaning. And one shade of meaning is different from the other. Are you following? So if you see faith, the word faith in one context, under a different shade of meaning and different context, and you want to apply it, that sense that it was in that context to another area, you have problem. Are you following? So the four shades of meaning we have, we, we're on the third one. The first one was faith as a what? A religious vocation or a religious profession. Meaning faith as a kind of your, what you practice as a religion. Praise God. Amen. All right. Usually it's called the faith. That's usually that definitive article, the faith in front of it. Like falling away from the faith. <laughs> or being in the faith. And so on and so forth. And many places were used in that context in the New Testament. Second shade of meaning, faith as a fruit of the spirit. Meaning a, an act, a spiritual quality, a spiritual character trait, a spiritual character uh, attribute that God, that is from God, is essentially, primarily belongs to God. But because of his grace, he imparts it on the believer. And what's the believer expected to do with that? Cultivate it. Amen? He drops a seed of it in the believer. When the believer cultivates it, it bears fruit. And it's called, it's part of what is known as the fruit of the spirit. Is that correct? And the most appropriate form of that word is faithfulness. And we discussed it at length. The third shade of meaning is faith as what? As spiritual organ of apprehension or and appropriation or a spiritual faculty of apprehension or appropriation or if you like a spiritual facility of apprehension or appropriation these are no big words I use those words to be able to make you understand what they are now let me say those things again this third shade of meaning is faith. I will start rearranging this was It's faith as a spiritual faculty or facility, let's say facility for what? Apprehension or appropriation and appropriation of spiritual realities or a spiritual faculty huh? of apprehension and appropriation of spiritual realities. Or if you want to bring it down to a layman's term, if you're having a problem with facility and faculty, faith as a, as a set of spiritual, spirit sense organs. Amen? A facility is a tool you can use to do something. So God has given us a facility by which we can 
apprehend and appropriate invisible or spiritual realities. That's what I mean by facility. A faculty means an ability. In other words, the believer has an ability to apprehend and appropriate invisible things or spiritual things. Yeah, you follow what I'm saying? Huh? So all, if you come down to the raw sense of them, that's what it is. So there are many parts of the Bible, Old Testament and what New Testament, that faith is spoken of in these terms. There are many times the word faith refers to what we are talking about now. Many times in the Bible, Old and New Testament, that the word faith is used not as a religious profession. Are you following? Not as a fruit of the Spirit known as faithfulness, but no, it's used in those places as a spirit facility, a spiritual facility or faculty or sense organ with which the soul apprehends Amen? And appropriate invisible or spiritual realities. Now, if we were without faith, we can only apprehend and appropriate physical realities. Are you following? You see the grace of God there. Without faith, if, it, if we, God hadn't given us faith, all we could have apprehended and appropriated and experienced we are only things that are physical. But here is the grace of God. He gave us a facility. He gave us a faculty. He gave us a sense organ with which we can what? Apprehend and appropriate. Amen. Spiritual realities. What are spiritual realities? Invisible things. Naturally invisible things. My, is it clear to everybody? This is the faith this faith, the primary place where you can lay hold of it in the Bible, by way of definition, is Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the what? Substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Amen? That's the faith that's being spoken about there, by way of definition. That faith in Hebrews 11.1 Hebrews 1 is not talking about faith as a religious profession. It's not talking about faithfulness. It's talking about faith as an apprehending faculty or facility. Am I clear here? Hmm? All right. Very good. And so, uh, with this kind of faith, you're able to substantiate or prove that invisible things exist. Without it, you can't prove. Have you run into, across, or into some of your friends who are having struggle believing that God exists? Huh? Have you? And you say to yourself, really? You don't? <laughs> it's because you don't really realize that your faith is working, theirs is not working. Or it's working, but it's working on other things. And, and if you are able to say that I know that God exists, just praise God. Because it is grace that he did not only give you faith, but he quickened your faith to see that. Are you following? So, and if you're a believer, I mean, you have to appreciate the faith God gave you. Now, it was because of this unique nature of faith, the importance of faith, that when Satan tempted Peter, and Jesus says, Satan 
Simon, Satan has sought to do or sift you like wheat. Tempted you, you know. But I have prayed. It, it always marveled me that Jesus didn't pray that Peter would not be tempted. Or Peter would not fall. He said, I pray that your faith fail not. I want to say this to you. The faith God has put in you and in me is so important to him. We better handle it well. And I tell you this, with faith, the, way, the form of faith we're talking about, anything can beat you up. And if you still have it, you can rise up. Even get better. I didn't hear an amen. amen. <laughs> and you have to thank God. If, if I stop here in this message, right here, and you can stand up and begin to thank God because you have faith. And not only have faith, that is walking. And each time you hear the word of God, get ready because your faith will be jump-started. Have you seen them jump-start somebody who died in the hospital? Or who collapsed? You put that shock there, the person kicks everybody. Or have you seen cars jump-started? Whenever you hear the word of God, expect that your faith will be jump-started. Praise God. So we have been looking at the things, this faith, the function of this faith. Two major functions. One is apprehension and appropriation of spiritual realities. And that's what we've been dealing with. I'll give you the second function. Maybe if we're able to get there before the end of the service today. Amen? So apprehension. And of course, you know what apprehension is now. And appropriation. To apprehend is to perceive, to recognize, to identify, huh? so on and so forth. To get to know. And to appropriate is... After you get to know that, you lay hold on that, take it onto yourself for your experience and position and experience. That's appropriation. The other shades of meaning of those words. But we've been looking at the things that faith appropriates. Is that correct? Number one, divine, divine person of God. The divine person of God. Without faith, <laughs> you, can't, you can't get to know God. Amen? It's impossible. Amen. Number two, second thing, and, and the pers divine person of God includes both the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Is that correct? All right. Number two, what's the second thing? Faith apprehends and appropriates non-divine spirit persons, like who? Satan, demons, angels. They are spirit persons like God, but the difference is that God is divine and they are what? non-divine. In fact, a batch of them are not only non-divine, they are evil. Satan and demons and principalities and powers, they are evil. God's angels are non-divine, but they are good. Are you all following? But all of them can be apprehended and appropriated by faith. Amen? All right, number three, what? Gracious Plans, purposes and plans of God. Any believer who wants to experience God's, the, the gracious purposes and plans that God has for him must get their faith to work. That's what the difference, that what, pay attention to this. This is what makes the difference between Esau and Jacob. Are you following? Huh? I told you, example is who? Esau and what? Jacob. You see, Esau went with physical senses. 
All Esau could feel was hunger. Both of them were hungry. You don't believe that. Both Esau and Jacob were hungry. But all Esau could see is that if you don't eat in the next four hours, you'll die. Are you following? Pastor, how do you know? I'll tell you. What did Esau say when he went to Jacob and said, you know, give me some of this just too. And what did Jacob say to him? Okay. Give, give him your birthright. Pay attention to this. Pay attention. I want to show you something before we move on. I know you want us to move on. We will move on. But I don't want to leave you on a treadmill. He said, can I have some of this? Jacob said, like, Jacob, I've been waiting. Give me your birthright. Okay. All right. What did Jacob say in return? What did Esau say in return? Of what use? Are you seeing something there? I'm about to die. Of what use is the birthright to me? Take birthright now. That's all you want. I want this stew, this porridge. Do you see faith there? Huh? Do you see unbelief there? Do you see spirit there? Do you see flesh there? Okay. Bear in mind, what was driving Esau was flesh. What was it that was driving Jacob? Spirit. And Jacob was not the best of guys. I want you to understand. But he was very crooked. But his faith, his faith, by his faith he drew grace from God. And so where was his faith? The guy was also hungry. And he knows, he's seen death and hunger, death through hunger. Jacob, Esau was seeing the same thing. But with the eyes of faith, he saw something of eternal value. That's what faith is. And what was that? Gracious, divine purposes and plans of God. He saw it. And when he saw it, he saw that it had greater value than the porridge. And he was right. Porridge, that porridge will last for four hours in the stomach. Amen? But what Jacob got that day is still on. <laughs> Praise God. And that included you and me. You see that? So, Esau said, what have I to do with it? In other words, he wasn't seeing the value, the purpose, and the plan because he was looking in the flesh. The same thing happened to Eve. The same thing happened to, who's the other guy? Cain. And you can go on and on. And the same thing is happening to people. When you let your faith walk, your decisions on things will be different. You will get away from plans and purposes you have set for yourself, plans and purposes that circumstances have set for you, plans and purposes that your grandma, grandpa, mom, pop, dad, everybody set for you. You take God's plans and purposes. Does anybody follow with your faith? Now, number four, we started number four. What? God's gracious what? Provisions. Like what? Healings, uh, like 
we talked about the grace, grace of restoration. Somebody gave a testimony. Healing, financial provision, anything God has given to you to meet your needs on earth. The way to apprehend and appropriate it is by what? Faith. Appro apprehending and appropriating faith. Is that correct? So we dealt with that last week. Is that correct? Number what now? Number five? We're going to five. All other spiritual realities. How many? What? All other spiritual realities. You cannot count anything that is spiritual in nature, meaning that thing is invisible physically to the physical senses. When we say spiritual, it means something that is not physical. It means something because the things that are physical are apprehended and appropriated by natural senses. Are you following? But spiritual things can only be apprehended and appropriated by what? The faith. Because it's the spirit sense. Is that clear? So, and you cannot count how many spiritual realities out there. You can't count. But if there's anything out there in the Bible that's a spiritual reality, the only way you can apprehend and appropriate them is faith. Does anybody follow what I'm saying? So we can begin to count them. So I gave them that general collective, uh, uh, you know, mention. So let's look at scripture to, that will show us that. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 2. Go quickly. We're going to go quickly on the scriptures. First Corinthians chapter 2. Let's see what we can do tonight. I will take verse 5 to verse 8. Pay attention here. Paul was talking about some deep things here. Did I say 5, right? 5 to 8. Go to 4. Let me see. Uh, Paul was talking about when he came to the church in Corinth. He said, my message and my preaching, we are not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of what? The Spirit's power. So that, listen to this, so that your faith, he's talking about appropriate, apprehending and appropriating faith here, okay? So that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. Don't let your faith rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God, in the person and power of God. See, the power of God is a spiritual reality. Have you noticed that? Eh? The power of men is a physical reality from the beginning to the end. But the power of God starts as a spiritual reality and manifests ultimately as a physical reality. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you don't, your faith is not working. When the power of God starts working, you will know. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Eh? <laughs> That's why some people, after praying, they are still worrying. Because they are so naturally minded that they are waiting for the thing to happen. But the person who has faith knows that when you pray, believe you have received. Amen? Now, move, move, let, let's move on. We do, however, speak a, a message of wisdom. Yeah, as spiritual people, we have a wisdom. But natural people don't think we have a wisdom. You say, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom. Among who? They mature, those that have, whose faith are working. Spiritual maturity begins when your faith starts working. 
Amen? But not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming, who are coming to nothing. Take for instance, men, when they arrested Jesus, what did they think? That's the end of him. Is that true? Because natural senses tells you when you arrest a guy and kill him, after three days, you bury him, that's the end of him. <laughs> that was the natural wisdom and natural senses, natural apprehension. Arrest him. Crucify him. Hallelujah. But a person that has faith saw resurrection. And what will happen after? Are you all following? Or are moving on? Amen? No, we speak of God's secret wisdom. How can you get to know God's secret wisdom? Except faith. You know why it's secret wisdom? Because it's spiritual in nature. So it's secret to the natural senses. But it's open to the sense known as faith. A wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory. Give me new, new, the new American standard. Give me the new American standard. Okay? This is okay, but I just, I know you guys are not used to new American standard. We speak of God's secret wisdom, God, new American standard, NASB. Okay, when, when you get it, you put it on. Which has been hidden and that God has destined for our glory before time began. You notice that? This is beyond time. Natural senses cannot see anything that is beyond time. But faith sees. Are you, are you following what I'm saying here? <laughs> okay. But we speak of God's wisdom in a mystery. You see that? The hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. That's before time began. Moving on. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. You know why the, the rulers of this age did not understand it? Because they needed faith. Amen? For if they have understood it, they will not have crucified what? The Lord of glory. Moving on. But just as it is written, pay attention here. Just as it is written. Things which eyes has not what? Eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man. All that God has prepared for those who love him. Stop right there. Go, will you go back on that verse? Years ago, and I know a lot of people still think, they think that that verse is saying that the things God has given to us, we cannot see it. No. We can't see it by faith. But when you say things which eye has not seen, it's talking about natural eyes. He say you cannot see it by natural eyes. Nor ears heard. What kind of ear is he talking about? Natural ear. Uh, which have not entered the heart of man. That's part of the senses. Because remember, Hebrews 11.3 says, by faith we understand. That's the mind or heart of man. So here, what he's talking about is natural senses. But let's look at faith. Now next, go to the next line. All that God has prepared for those who do what? Love him. What's the one word for that? All that God has prepared for those who love him. Grace, thank you. See? We were talking about prepared stuff. Listen, you and I, Everything we need has been prepared. But you need your faith to be at work to be able to apprehend it and appropriate it. Are you following? 
I've always told you, we, when we come to the Lord, we have impression, some people have an impression that when we pray, it's when we pray, and we pray, and pray, and pray, and pray. They say, pray until something happens. And then we pray at a point, then God sits up like an old man and says, these children are bothering me. Let me go and do something for them. That's the impression a lot of you have. Or that God is angry. God is very angry sitting in his office. And we are praying and praying. He sends somebody one of those children. I'm still angry. And so we cry and cry and cry. He said, okay, tell them I will do it now. That's what a lot of preachers present. No, God has done everything. But it's we who are delaying the manifestations of those things. Look at it. It's prepared. Prepared. It's always God's plan. God planned it in eternity. Jesus accomplished it in time. The Holy Spirit is delivering them when you believe. Did you get the plan? God did what? Planned. Wrote it down. Designed it where and when? In eternity. The Father. Huh? What happened with the Son? The Son came, brought it forth, settled it, set it up, fixed it. Arranged it. What's the Spirit doing? The Spirit is waiting for you. He will tell you, your, your dad has prepared this, your elder brother has sorted it out. Are you willing? If you're willing, if you believe, let me know you believe. I will deliver it to your house. That's the role of the Holy Spirit, and that's the now. Okay. If you understand the Godhead in that form, you're ready to go. That's the present ministry of the Holy Spirit. All right, moving on. All that God prepared. Okay, moving on. Next, let's go. For to us, listen to this, God revealed them through the Holy Spirit. God revealed them to what? Through the Holy Spirit. But to what did God reveal them? The silence. You want us to turn off the light? To what did God reveal them? Okay, let me help you. You won't modify it to the question. Did God reveal them to natural senses? So what did he reveal them to? Faith. To faith. To faith. Whenever you see the word God revealed something, it's never to natural senses. It's to who? It's to what? Faith. Let me give you an example. Simon, um, he has the example, who do men think I am? Pay attention to this. What did they say? Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're one of the prophets. Some say you're this. Some say you're that. Okay, I hear you. But who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art, let's pay attention to this. Thou art the word Christ. What did Jesus say? Flesh and blood, natural senses, did not reveal it to you. But it has been revealed to you by who? My father. Does God walk with natural senses? No, he walks with spirit and faith. But my father, he has revealed it to you. Peter saw, all the other people we called, the outsiders saw, oh, he's like, he must be Elijah, he must be this, he is that, he is one of the prophets because he was religious. Peter said, no, this person is more than that. He is the Christ. What did Peter get in knowing, using knowing? The others use senses because he dressed like Elijah. He dressed 
like all these people. He was like one of them. He does the things they are doing. Peter said, no, faith, with my faith, I see he is the Messiah. Did you see that? It was been revealed to you by my Father. When God reveals, he doesn't reveal to the natural senses. He reveals to faith. Did you see that? For to us, God revealed them through the word spirit. And any time the Holy Spirit is revealing something, is to faith. It's not to flesh. Are you following? All right. You, you see it later. For the spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Wherever you see the spirit of God, the person inside of you that the spirit of God always works with is not Mr. Flesh. So who could it be? Your own spirit. And yeah, your, yeah, and your own spirit, your own spirit has its senses known as what? But your own spirit, and I, I see why you say no. Yes. If your own spirit is not yielded to the Holy Spirit, it will still offer flesh. You're right in that sense. That's why you need to be born again. So that your spirit will be alive to the Holy Spirit. If you're not born again, your spirit is still wearing the glasses of flesh. If you're born again, and you're not taught... You are born again, but you see, you see we are in the eyes of flesh. But when you thought, you begin to see that the eyes of flesh is dim. You begin to take it out and look for a new pair of glasses. Can I help somebody here tonight? Huh? That's why you can be born again, but you become, you are carnal. Carnal Christians. Hmm. That's why even after you're born again, sometimes you're depending on milk. When you should be chewing bones. Is that in the Bible? Okay, okay, let's move on. That's another subject for another day. I don't want to offend you tonight. Tonight you've been doing well. Nobody's sleeping. Okay. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may do what? No, by what? How do we know? Faith. Faith. How do I know it's talking about by faith? The things freely given to us. What's the one word for the things freely given to us? Grace. You cannot tap into grace. You cannot apprehend and appropriate grace. Any other means other than what? Faith. Whoa. That passage, is, you see, if, if you notice, you have not seen the word faith there. Have you seen the word faith? But you notice that the, that the idea of faith permeates the whole place. And that's the kind of teaching we get here. All right, moving on. Moving on. Which things also we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the word spirit, combining what? Spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. In other words, when you are taught this thing, you can't let them settle in the flesh. The flesh will chew them up. But if they settle in the spirit, faith will pick them up. Amen? Amen. Next verse, quickly, let's go. But a natural man. Woo, did you see that now? What kind of man? A natural man. Was there a liars for natural man? Flesh, self, Adamic nature, fallen nature, sinful nature. 
the unbelieving nature. The natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. Why? The natural senses. Is that correct? For they are foolishness to him. And he, the natural man, cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. What is the faculty with which he appraises this thing spiritually? Faith. What kind of faith? As a religious profession? Faithfulness? Apprehending faith. Next line. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. But he who is spiritual apprises all things, yet he himself is apprised by no one. When he sees by faith, you can do all you want to do. You can't even understand him. And sometimes say we have lost our brother. And that doesn't mean you can go and start doing cuckoo things and say, oh, this is what pastor is preaching. No, you still have to be reasonable. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the what? Mind of Christ. You know, in the mind of Christ, there's no flesh in it. Huh? What verse is that? 16. All right. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 quickly. Otherwise, I would have taken you. Actually, Paul was quoting Isaiah 64 verse 4. But, but let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 quickly. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we'll get that. Are you in verse 13? Verse 13. But having the same spirit. Notice what we are talking about here is that how with faith you can apprehend and appropriate all other spiritual realities. Is that correct? Huh? All right, let's see. But having the same spirit of faith. Spirit of what? Faith. According to what is written. You notice faith deals with the word of God. The word of God is the primary field that faith looks into. I've told you many times, your faith, don't let your faith be looking into the sky. Well, or into people's faces. Not even your dream. Because your dream is not going to be perfect. Does anybody follow? Can you wake up everybody? I just said nobody's sleeping. No, it's just. But having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore, I spoke. We also believe, therefore, we also spoke. Moving, speak. Moving on. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus Christ will raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. Next. Next. For all things are for your sakes. Did you notice that? So that the grace is spreading to more and more people. You notice the grace again. Prepared things. God has prepared all things for what? Our sakes. Our well-being. Our benefit. You notice immediately you talked about grace. Are you following? All things are for our sakes. We are a special breed of people. A chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A peculiar people for which all things are for. Okay? So that the grace may be, which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of what? Thanks. To abound to the glory of God. You notice that? When I say all things are for your sake, you're all sitting like I shall not be moved. But in Corinth, you started thanking God when that was said. Oh, no, I, I, you, you're still sitting like I shall not be moved. My goodness, these people are something else. All right. Okay, you clap so, like, I know you don't want to clap away your sleep. 
All right, come on. All right, moving on. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Pay attention. We do not what? If all things are for our sake, and we see it by faith, why must we lose heart? You know, when people see things by faith, the negatives around them doesn't move them again. Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being what? Renewed day by day. How do you see the outer man? Natural senses. How do you see the inner man? Faith. Huh? So, uh, some of you wake up and say, wow, I'm aging. You know, look at this place. Oh, look at that place. Oh. You never look at the inner man. No, you don't. You don't. Say, I'm aging. You know, I have to take it easy. I'm aging. I'm aging. Just one day, look into the mirror and say, mirror, thank you. And then look into the inner man. Here's what Paul said. See, when you're in the physical, you retire. Huh? But in the spiritual, you say, I got to do what Moses did. Hallelujah. I've had people, Pastor, you don't you know I'm getting old. I'm not the young as you are. Me too. Moses started ministry at 80 because he followed this principle. The Bible says Moses endured as seeing that which was invisible. Every time you sit around people, I'm edgy, you know. Wow, time flies, oh. Look at gray hair in my hair. And I have gray hair. When you start talking about too much gray hair, I move away from you because I have. Don't remind me. <laughs> Amen. Therefore, we do not lose heart. We are not depressed. We are not discouraged. But though our outer man is what? Decay. You know why it's decay? It's part of the corruption, the fall. That's why you need Roland. You didn't get that. Okay. <laughs> That's why you buy, go, go to shop and get clothing on. Amen? And good ones for that matter. But our, yet, our inner man is what? Being renewed. Notice it's the inner man. The Christ in you. Day by day. You see, day by day, the outer one is getting old. The flesh sees that every day. But day by day, the inner one is getting <laughs> Praise the Lord. Without faith, you keep seeing the older one. Next verse, quickly. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Listen to this. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Again, with faith, you see that. Why we look? Why we look at the what? The things which are what? Sin. Oh, why we look not at the things which are what? Sin. But at the things which are, no, 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 go back. But at the things which are not what? Sin. Isn't that a contradiction there? Huh? We look not at the things which are seen. The outer man and the physical things. The Bible says, yes, you look at them, you, look, you see them, but don't let them wear you down. That's the natural eyes, the physical eyes. But he's encouraging us to use our faith more by looking at things which are not seen. Let me ask you, intelligent people, how can you look at things which are not seen? What's the faculty for that? Faith. You see that? <laughs> God will be unfair if he asks us to look at things which we cannot see. 
if he have not given us faith. So apprehending and appropriating faith is given to us so that we can apprehend and appropriate all spiritual realities. Come on, clap for the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, this is not written for angels, it's written for men and women. But you notice that, you know what the fall, one thing the fall did for us is that the fall overran our faith and senses came to the fall. You know that Adam didn't, Eve didn't see that fruit until the, the tempter came to her. The Bible says her eyes opened and she saw that the fruit was. Adam and Eve didn't know they were naked because they were not looking at the outer man. You know when they knew they were naked? When Lucifer got them to give away their faith and took up their physical senses. And they saw they were naked and they looked their leaves. Then they moved to cover themselves. Does anybody follow what I'm saying? That's why when Jesus came now, he did the bigger job of always getting us to pick up our faith. Praise the Lord. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Go, you go back, go back, go back. Huh? For the things which are seen are what? Temporal. What are those things? Natural things, physical things. They are temporal. But the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. Meaning invisible spiritual realities. Can we see them? Yes. With what? Faith. What kind of faith? Apprehending and appropriating faith. Next line, quickly. That's it? Okay, even when that's it, we are asking for next line. That's all right. Forgive me for that. Okay, uh, you go to chapter 5, verse 7. Chapter 5, verse 7. Quickly, let's look at it. Chapter 5, verse 7. Now you'll understand this scripture better. Verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Does it mean that when you step out of this building this evening, you close your physical eyes and walk in your car that was parked on the other side? Does it mean that you plug your ears and say, nobody talk to me? I'm walking by sight. No, we still need the physical senses for certain realms of things. Are you all following? Huh? Okay. When you go to school tomorrow and you sit down there, pay attention to the teacher. Don't say, I'm here by faith. That's why God has not shut the physical things down. Because we still need the physical things. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay. But as you use it, there are situations that arise. You let your faith kick in. Are you all following? All right. Moving on. For we walk by faith, not by what? Sight. Faith there. A spirit sense organ. Sight there is representative of natural of the of the natural sense organs. Are you following? All right. Move on to Hebrews eleven. Hebrews eleven. Amen. Let's look at verse one. Hebrews eleven one. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Did you see that again? You see, spiritual realities are things not seen. The things not seen mentioned there are what? Spiritual realities. What he's saying to us is this. 
There are things in the spirit realm we cannot see with our physical senses. We cannot hear with our ears, right? We cannot, uh, 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 you know, touch or taste or feel. But we need them. If we are unbelievers, we need them, but we cannot see them. We say, well, we needed them, but we can't see them. Okay, end of story. But God is saying, as believers, you have something. Oh, no, you didn't get that. As believers, you have what? Something he has put in you by which you can apprehend those things which you need but are not touchable, are not apprehendable, are not appropriated by physical senses. That thing that you have, which which you can go above the physical and go into the realm where these things are, is what? Faith. You can. You know, I, I gave you a definition of that verse, of this verse in the Jerusalem Bible when we started this series. Remember? Remember? Okay. So, in the appropriate sense of the word, and if, if you look at that, it says, now faith is the assurance of things so for all the what? Conviction. The version says the substance. But the real word is the substantiating. I ran into a dictionary. I say, let me check the, word, the meaning of the word substantiate. I'll, re- I'll read it for you. The English meaning of the word substantiate. Let's see. Actually, that word should be, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The substantiation of things not seen. And here's the, word, the, the definition I got from, from that book. It says, here's what it says. To substantiate is to give substance or true evidence to a, to, or to, or sh- um, to give, uh, or through existence, or show something to be real or true by giving evidence. When you substantiate something, you're proving, you're giving evidence to prove that that thing is what real or exists. So that's what faith does for us. Faith gives us evidence. Where's the evidence? The word. And when faith looks at the word, he sees something there. He says to us, I have proved to you that the thing you're looking for, even though you cannot see it with your physical senses, that thing exists. And faith shows it to you in the Bible. Does that help you? That's why it's called apprehending or appropriating faith. Go to verse 3. Let's see what happens. Go to verse 3. By faith, we do what? Understand that the worlds were what? Prepared or made by the word of God. Pay attention to this. So that what is seen, what is what is seen? Physical senses. Are you all paying attention? So that in order that what is seen, what is what is seen? Always remember, physical realities or or, uh, uh, physical things, right? Huh? was not made out of things which are visible. Does that mean help anybody? What is seen? In other words, there is more to what you see. There is much more behind the thing you see that you cannot see. 
And only faith can see that part of it that you don't see. Let's go back to that verse quickly. By faith, we understand that the words were prepared by what? The word of God. You know what? Remember that words are things. Okay? So that what is seen was not made out of the things which are visible. In other words, what is visible are actually made by things that are what? Invisible. What is your part of you that can see that invisible part? Faith. Now, sometimes, let's say, for instance, we are praying for healing. Huh? We can't see healing. Hmm? And when we start praying for healing, why are we praying for Why is it that an unbeliever doesn't pray for healing? Because his faith doesn't show him that there's healing somewhere. All he's seeing is a sickness. But a believer says, I see the sickness, but I'm going to pray for something we are not seeing. Because his spirit has shown him there is healing. Are you following? And when he begins to pray, the healing that was invisible becomes visible. Does that help anybody? Amen. I use this as an example. I said to you, this chair now, I ask you, what is this? You say it's chair. That's where the natural man stops. That's where the average man stops. But the scientist, if it's still in the secular sense, we take it to the lab and tell you, and you say, what is this? Says chair. What is this part called? It says metal. Is that correct? That's where you stop as, as a regular average man. But the scientist will go to the lab, break that down, crush it down, put it under a microscope, which is a type of faith. And when he looks into the microfaith, he begins to see what? Atoms, protons, electrons, ton, 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 tons. He says, show me those tons. He says, you can't see them. He says, why? He says, come to my lab. Then I'll give you a special device to look at it so you can see it. When next time your, your friends say, I can't see God, say, come to my house, come to my church. We give you a pair of lenses. Does anybody follow what I'm saying? That's how it works. Now you wonder why David said things like, open my eyes that I might behold what? Wondrous things out of your word. Now you understand why Paul prayed Ephesians 1. Give me Ephesians 1. Quickly, Ephesians 1. Why you have to understand this prayer that Paul prayed. See, the problem is not that the things you're looking for are not there. That's why before we read Paul, the servant of Elisha said to him, Master, last we are done. We are finished. Because the natural senses in that guy saw the soldiers of, enemies, of the enemy surrounding him. He came to his master and said, Why are you sleeping, master? We are done. And Elisha was a man of faith. Ooh, he has the next level of faith we'll talk about. Elisha said, Really, why do you wake me up? He said, come and see what happened on the mountain. They surrounded us. Elijah said, before I go back to sleep, Lord, open his eyes. So Elijah didn't start praying, God, send down fire. He said, open his eyes. <laughs> he opened his eyes. He came back. He said, what is it? He said, Master, there are another set of armies. They have exactly what the other people have, except that their horses and chariots have fire on them. Open his eyes. That's how we pray here. Is that correct? Yes. Open his eyes. What eyes is, is, is Elisha talking about? Faith. Paul is talking about the same thing. Go to verse um, 18 quickly. Go to verse 18. We're rounding up here quickly. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart, notice carefully, Paul didn't say the eyes that sit on your face. Some of you thought Paul was crazy. Does the eyes, heart have eyes? And again, he's not talking about this heart that beeps, beats. No, that's not the heart he's talking about. That's the biological heart. That's a spiritual heart sits around here. Are you, are you all seeing where I'm putting my hand? It sits here. You think all that goes here is a spaghetti. No. <laughs> that's why you have to fit sometimes to clear the spaghetti out of the inner eyes of the heart. Are you all following I pray. Look at what he's praying. Is it asked for God to give them power? Give God, give them power. No. Why? Because God has given them power. He said, God, open their eyes. Oh, God, give us this. Give us. That's what people pray. Give us this. Give us that. Give us this. No. Pray that the eyes of your heart may be what? Enlightened. So that you will what? Know. Know by what? Faith. What is the hope of his calling? You see his purposes? What are the what? Continue. Next. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense? You can't number the things that are in there. You cannot. You're talking about inheritance and the glories thereof. Next. And what is the, listen to this, what is the what? Surpassing greatness of his power. You notice that that is tautological. In grammar, they won't accept that. Secondly, Paul was running out of words. Look at that. Look at the surpassing. Surpassing what? Greatness. Greatness of what? Power. How can you combine greatness and power together? And then on top, you put surpassing. See, natural mind will explode trying to get that. Toward who? Us. Who do what? Believe. <laughs> These are in accordance with the what? The walking, listen again, combination. The walking of the strength of his might. Can natural mind contain that? Next. Come on. Which he brought about where? In Christ. When he raised him from the dead. And seated him at his right hand. Now, if you're reading that for an unbeliever, you say, I thought Christ died and was buried. You say he rose again, that's where you lose them. Now you see why it was foolish for them to have crucified him. Because they released the power of God. <laughs> Stand to your feet, we are done. Come on. Oh, you want me to continue? You don't, you don't feel like you want to go tonight. Come on, let's stand. Let's stand like we are standing. Come on, lift your hands up. Come on. Come on. Open my eyes hey, to see Jesus. 